I know. I didn't. I didn't realize how late I was. I apologize. Uh, I'm going to start. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Let's pray. Blessed are you, O God, of our salvation, fountain of every blessing, from whom all blessings flow. From you we enjoy every spiritual blessing in your Son, Jesus Christ. Teach us by your Holy Spirit how to pray as we ought. And to that end, grant that our time together this morning might be might redound to your glory and praise. For Jesus' sake, amen. Well, my thesis in the last study was if we're going to pray well, we must know the one to whom we pray. And we took a couple uh, sessions to, to cover that ground. Uh, and that, of course, presupposes that we know Jesus, uh, God in Jesus Christ, the Son. Uh, now my thesis has turned to, if we're going to pray well, we must know ourselves, uh, which for our purposes presupposes, among other things, that we know that we know uh, God in Christ by grace through faith, as well as presupposing that knowing ourselves and our God, we then be honest with ourselves and with Him. And... Uh, John Calvin began his, his classic Institutes of the Christian Religion uh, in these words, Nearly all wisdom we possess, that is to say true and sound wisdom, consists of two parts, the knowledge of God and of ourselves. It's the Institutes, first book, first chapter, first sentence. I'm now going, going to hand out a, an article that, uh, that kind of does a riff on that, uh, on the theme of, of, of Calvin, it uh, rather than reading from Calvin, which I started to do, uh, but then I'd have to figure out what to read, what not to read, and then I would get it to where I would pass this out and ask you to read it. Uh, you'll either, either read it silently. Get them copies. I want to make sure that. Oh, that's been. This is an article by a man named Calvin DeYoung. You may or may not have heard of him. He's a pastor in Michigan, in East Lansing, Michigan, uh, who has written an awful lot and uh, is one of the new young voices uh, in uh, Reformed Evangelical uh, Christianity. And uh, Well, let me just shut up and you read that and then we'll talk.
cell. What do we know when we know ourselves? What do we know when we know ourselves? What counts in my mind, and I wrote it down so I can remember to say it the way I thought it. <laughs> we need to know our weaknesses and our faults in ourselves so that we acknowledge our Yes. Oh, sorry. I was, I was listening for a voice. Your voice. No, I'm not hearing voice. Uh, in large categories, we have to end up finding a, you know, go from general to specific. I mean, your answer is very good on the specific level. But we have to know what we are and who we are. We seldom see ourselves as peers, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's it's. It, but in doing that, I mean, in looking to others, you're right. We lose the idea that hey, the Lord made me. I'm fallen, but He made me great, and and uh, you know that greatness is still there. It's just been. Perverted. Uh, you think that, well, say perverted, or could it be one, per, one writer said it, it's marred. Marred, distorted, perverted. Right. Uh, yeah. It's my favorite illustration uh, is when we were growing up, <coughs> Pontchartrain Beach was still there on Lake Pontchartrain uh-huh. in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and they had a, they had a midway. And uh, had all kinds of, you know, all kinds of rides, the Zephyr, uh-huh. which was a roller coaster, <clears throat> and the bumping cars and all that. But they had a uh, mirror maze. Wasn't that the name? The mirror mm-hmm. maze. The mirror maze. And, and, and out, outside, to get you in the thing, outside they had several mirrors, you know. And so you, there's a mirror, just a regular mirror, and you look, and you step in this one, and you were that tall and that wide. Right. And then you'd look at this one, and, you, you know, and it was all... And I think that's sort of that idea of the Mario, the distortion. You know, we're still reflecting. You know, we're still in his image, but it's 
it's grotesque. You know, it, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of you know, and uh, but we, but it's still there. You know, the image is still there. I think that's. And you think that image is what someone uh, like this writer would call the Imago Dei? Yeah. The image of God. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. He created us in His image. It's still there. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't destroyed. It was, but neither is it pristine. You know, it's, it's not what it once was. Uh, yeah. Uh, it seems like what he's got. Part of the music. It's it's um, what is it? What's our end? Like if we look at ourselves to just really dive into ourselves and that's the end of where we're going, you know, like that's, um, yeah, um, or are we looking at ourselves to see how we relate to God or how we relate to other people? That's totally different. Um, and sometimes it seems more pleasing to just kind of figure out who you are with your past and your story and your, 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 but, but, um, and so I think that's kind of where he's making a comparison between Knowing ourselves, sort of to celebrate ourselves, or to exactly. mourn ourselves, or mourn ourselves, but or to, you know, what I'm saying that's the the end of it. Yeah. Just that we know ourselves. Yeah. And and he's saying. Yeah. I mean, and he makes a valid point. Calvin was not talking about getting in touch with yeah. our inner selves, and, 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 and this that that's a 20th century uh, idea or late 18th, 19th century, right. I guess. But right. uh, you know, this that idea of of uh, introspection. To that point, uh, you know, to we find uh, the inner self in there. A person all wrapped up in themselves makes a small package. Mm -hmm. oh, just looking mm -hmm. at yeah. yourself. Yeah. Kind of yeah. I mean, ultimately, what we what what we know, if we're truly looking at ourselves and truly truly know ourselves, uh, uh, what we come out is just, man, I really need Jesus. You know, I mean, it's it's when we get to know ourselves. Uh, I think it's it's a large part. I mean, what everybody said, and and, uh, uh, and, and what you know, he, he says, know God, know yourself, know yourself to know your need of God, know God to know you are not gods. Which gets to that thing of you know, looking at ourselves and and, and uh, judging everything around us by ourselves and, and that. <clears throat> We also, when we when we know ourselves, we know we have some idea uh, of how far from Him we are outside of Jesus, you know, apart from Jesus. And, and I think all of that, uh, uh, you know, draws us near. Because and another thing we know is that apart from Jesus, we'll just drift away, you know, apart from His keeping us. Uh, and uh, you, you know, we come to Mark Stott's conclusion uh, that that Josh gave voice to uh, last week or the week well, the week before last. I think it really is all about Jesus. You know, when you get down to it, you know, it's not all about us. It's all about Jesus and and, and our our need of Him. So that said, what then is the first thing? We need to be honest with God about. You know, we said we we need to we need to know ourselves. Uh, we need to know God. We spent two weeks talking about that. We know we need to know God, uh, and we need to know ourselves, and uh, and we need to be honest in our, you know if we're going to pray right, 
we, we, we need to be honest with, with God. What do we need to be honest about? Same stuff. Same stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same stuff. Uh, that, you know, thank you, Lord, for giving me a glimpse, you know, and, and, uh, uh, and helping me see who I am and what I am and that I need you. I, I, in other words, our, our humanness, our creatureliness, our fallenness, our sinfulness, our desire to be our own gods and goddesses, you know? Uh, and, and that simply means we want to be autonomous. We want to run our own life, you know? We want to set the rules, and, and we'll live by our rules, you know? Uh, well, we don't even do that, actually. We set our rules, and then we bust them. Uh, I think we also need to be honest about ourselves and our culture and and our relation to that culture. You, you know, uh, I mean, if we're truly honest with him uh, about ourselves, one of the first things we need to confess is, is in Jerome Barr's words, that we do not have the desire to be in his presence or talk to him all the time. Indeed, he says, most of the time. If we're honest, I mean, that's kind of begin there, too. You know, I said, look, here I am, Lord, but, you know, I don't always want to be here, you know. And in fact, if I'm honest, I mean, I want to be here right now, but I feel guilty about it. And, you know, I'm supposed to do this and, you know, and just, just be honest about it. Next paragraph, Barr says, this good that we long for of desiring to know God well and of being faithful in prayer is always accompanied by the ongoing sad reality of our coldness of heart, of our reluctance, of our self-focused lives, and of our lack of faith. Is that not true? I mean, when we finally get down to brass tacks. And so just be honest about that and confess it, you know, and and get on, you know, get on with it. Uh, We must also confess, again, in Barr's words, that our culture has brainwashed us into believing that we exist in this world to pursue our own personal happiness. Hence what, what uh, Jung was talking about, uh, about you know, the introspection, just get in touch with our inner selves and, and all that stuff. Uh, and that we are the masters of our own lives. So we live much of the time as if we were self-existent and self-supporting as if we could get by just fine without our Lord, Jerem Bars. Uh, yeah. Uh, any argument, debate about that? Did we, does he miss it? Uh, Something that occurred to me while you were talking about that was um, the notion of having a, a plan time with prayer and confession. Right? And when we get into this thought process that we should have a habit, a habitual time of prayer and confession, and it should always be at first thing in the morning or right before you go to bed or whatever it is, then what we tend to do is like, we have to wait until this. And yeah. I think that's a problem. Like for me, if I don't confess my sin right when it goes on, then man, I'm Head, you know, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like a bullet train going down that path, and it's going to last a lot longer. And when I say longer, I don't mean hour. I don't mean that day. I mean weeks or even months. You know? I, yeah, I mean, there's two things. There's two, you know, you, you, you walk in this line, you know, and, 
and you fall off on one side or the other. The discipline of a regular time, designated time of prayer and study, is good. Right. But, you know, that's the one side. The other side is... To pray never ceasingly. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is to, you know, let that... Whatever time it is, where, where you know, however you do it, but that that regular time, let that inform and and the rest of the day, you know, or night or whatever. Uh, yeah, but <clears throat> that idea of being always in prayer, of praying without ceasing, always in this attitude of prayer, you know, and 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 sort of living in an ongoing conversation, you know, with, with the Lord. And, uh, and, and I talk well about all that. You know, I think, I mean, I just said pretty profound stuff. Now if I could just do it, you know. Yeah. We discussed that last week pretty thoroughly. No, no, was last week or week before? Yeah, yeah. last week or week before. Yeah, I mean, you, you know. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a set time. I'm not saying that. No, no, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, it, it just, but I mean, there's that, but you can take that set time idea and, and make it a work. Right. And make it a, 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 a legalistic thing. Right. Oh, my, and, and, and you can do one, one of two things. Utterly ruin your prayer life by having a, a quiet time that you're so proud of, or, or, and it's not unrelated, or, oh my gracious, I overslept and I missed my, you know, I'm going to hell. You know, I mean, just almost, I mean, and you I know. Was, don't get OCD about it. Don't get OCD about right, it. Right, don't get OCD about it. I mean, it, it's, it's important, it's great. Uh, I missed mine two mornings in a row, I'll be honest with you. Because we've been partying all week, and uh, uh, yeah, we were out. We were out on official business four nights this week, uh, uh, doing the Lord's work. Uh, I actually spent a little bit of time this morning. We got in at what one o nine. It was one o nine this morning. Uh, it was twelve o nine on our clock, but we knew it was one o nine. And the alarm went off at four. I mean, at five. Excuse me, but it was really four. But anyway, and, and, you know, I stumbled in there and said, "Lord, I'm here. I'm in this room. Bible's in my lap. You know, do something because it's about all I can do." Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, but I've and I've, I've over the years have had people, you know, in my office, and that's been a problem. You know, I mean, oh, oh, been a lot of problems. But one, one of the recurring problems is this: my quiet time. And I've told stories before. I, you know, my quiet time is just not what it used to be. Describe it, and, and you know why? And it's, well, do something different. Skip it. You know, just uh, close your Bible, open a hymn or something. You know, I mean, just do something, shake it up. But you've been doing that for twenty years. No wonder it's you know, it's, it's, you know, it's just. Uh, uh, but anyway, this stuff about being open and honest, how will that affect how we 
pray. This idea of knowing ourselves and knowing ourselves being honest about ourselves with the Lord. The difference between those two men, you know, one who said, I'm glad I'm not like others, and the other one being stressed. Okay. The one, these two guys in the, in the temple, the one guy is sort of. Uh, it's not going to be both of those people. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the same prayer. Uh, 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 the uh, or the rich young ruler, same approach as that guy took. Sort of come to Jesus as one good man to another. You know, come to God as one good person to another. You, you know, and. Uh, uh, Broken, poor in spirit, and uh, yeah, come unto me. Jesus says, "All you who labor and are heavy laden, and you know, <clears throat> you don't come dancing into His presence. You come, by, you know, you uh, and admitting, you know, yeah, we come, <clears throat> and we, if we're honest with Him about ourselves, we come as the lesser to the greater. You know, we get away from this. Well, I'm a good folks, and you're good folks, Lord. You know, and let's meet here, and you know that sort of." Sort of thing that is, uh, it's amazing how prevalent that is in in the church. Everything goes by the name of church included in that. Uh, we'll, we'll recognize our need of him and confess that need. We'll, we'll uh, recognize that we're dependent on him and that will shape our prayers. Uh, and and we, that being the case, we'll also... Uh, uh, come to him with gratitude and thanksgiving, you know, because he lets us come into his presence and he answers our prayers and he, he deals with us despite what we've just confessed and owned as as our own. So, uh, <clears throat> Richard Pratt has a in his book uh, in the first section of his book, "Praying with Your Eyes Open," has a, a section, a, a, a chapter, I think, or a section. The section is titled "Looking at God" and. and and he has a chapter there called The Servant's Gaze. And he lists several ways in, in, in which at times we'll look at God differently, you know, depending on... Uh, but he writes, fundamental to them all is the ability to look at God with a servant's gaze, as, as needy servants. And he quotes Psalm 123 too. <coughs> Excuse me. Behold, as the eyes of servants... Look to the hand of their master as the eyes of a maidservant to the hand of her mistress. So our eyes look to the Lord our God till he has mercy upon us. I was... Uh, 942? Oh, it's time to quit. Okay, we'll quit. Uh, and uh, we'll pick right up right there next week. And um, you'll have to come back next week. Uh, where was I? I'll start back there. Psalm, uh, yeah, what did I say? 123. Yeah, uh, and we'll talk about that, the servant, what the servant's looking for uh, and at when he's looking at, you know, or she's looking at the master or mistress's hand or whatever. Well, we got to quit. So let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you again that you, you hear us. And uh, in fact, you encourage us to pray and call us to prayer. And. Uh, 
Lord, that you've revealed yourself to us so that we may know you. And in that revelation, Lord, we see as well ourselves. And uh, uh, you, uh, you show us our need and, uh, uh, and also hold out the promise of your grace and mercy to us. For, for you're a God, uh, merciful and, and gracious and slow to anger and uh, abounding in uh, steadfast love and faithfulness to your people. And so, Lord, we, uh, we thank you for this gift of prayer, and, and, and we pray that we would be better at it, and that you, by your Spirit, would be teaching us and leading us and enabling us uh, to pray as we ought. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I've got an exercise. Don't leave yet. is dismissed. Well, look at that. Everybody wants to stay and